0: Welcome back. I wanted to deepen our conversation on regards to respect. Because I think and I feel that respect is the principal component of our intention of governing ourselves. And I think on that intention of governing ourselves on that intention of wanting to have certain amount of security, as opposed to uncertainty, we came together, And we decided to find a way to govern ourselves. To to have a certain amount of agreements, if we could put it that way. And all of that really comes from the initial intention of respecting each other, of respecting ourselves... Or at least uh, that's how I see it. That's how I perceive it. And that is where we are based from. And I think that's a very beautiful sentiment to to base the, a movement such as it is the governance of a community. So the first question that comes to mind, the first question that we do need to ask ourselves is where does my respect begin and the respect of other begins, and where does it end? Where is that boundary between these two aspects of respect? I remember many years ago when I was studying the law in college and uh, my teacher puts this question, you know, in terms of rights. Where do, do my rights start? And where does my rights end? And, and where do the rights of others begin? And where do they end? And this question, and though it might seem simple to answer. It really isn't. It really is not simple to answer. Where do all these rights start and end? All these respects start and end. And it's very subtle and therefore it's very difficult to know the answer to these questions. And I want to believe that most of us want to respect that boundary, to find that boundary, and from that comes the intention of the law and the constitution, rights, and all of those movements that later on have been developing on its on on themselves. However, the law is abstract. The law is. As clear in paper as one can be with one's ideas. Today in the morning I was talking with my husband about uh, the brain being confused. <laughs> and I couldn't really fully understand that. I said perhaps only people that are not really reading deeply get their brain confused. And he said, no, 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 you're not understanding the concept. And and he explained to me that everybody's brain gets confused if, for example, they smell strawberry and yet they touch something else. And he wants to research about which sense is the strongest one in the brain. Through the brain signal pod, um, interface with the computer, and I think this fascinating subject to, and, and I think it would be a pretty interesting piece of 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 information to scientifically know which. Which sense is the strongest in human beings, or even if there is the strongest sense. But in that sensory process, the brain can get confused. And, and so if we can get confused in simple things, then of course it would be easy to get confused on intangible, complex ideas, which we have now and and i think as as we grow as a race as we grow as a community as we grow in numbers we come to these ideas in a much more complex way reach of much more knowledge as it had before And I know this is a little deviating from this subject, but uh, I, I wanna put this there. I was when I first got pregnant for my first child, I was considering how I wanted to give birth. Many years ago, I had already decided that I didn't want to have a water birth because I didn't want to start my child, with the intention of smoothing their coming into earth. Because I feel that life can feel rough if somebody has tried to smooth it for you. And people that have had harder lives. They are more resilient and more easy and flexible in their minds to to change things or moments. And although it's true that a water birth uh, releases a lot of the burdens of being born, I don't feel that's the intention that I want to connect with when my children are born and I prefer them to feel life as rough as it is, as cold or as unwelcoming as it might seem for us adults. Although at the end I really don't know how a newborn baby experiences the process. And I didn't want to do the water birth, so I wanted to have a more traditional birth, in the sense, specifically, of olden days. So I was considering maybe giving birth on the forest, or giving birth on near a tree, or something quite traditional. And as I was exploring all these options available for us now, I stumbled across this video on YouTube of a woman giving birth near a river by herself with her family. And I was moved by this video and it's really, really beautiful for me. And it inspired me to dare to give birth as naturally as possible but i also found something else on the video which was reading the comments and in the comments a lot of people were judging this person in a negative way like because why would you give birth in the wild when you can go to a hospital and have that kind of security but for me what this really makes me thought about think about contemplate is the fact that In the old days, yes, women didn't have a choice. There were no hospitals. There were no uh, archaic knowledge. But they simply gave birth whenever they could. However it happened, without any control over the matter, really. Or so much overthinking it. But how beautiful it is that now we have the option of going to the hospital and giving birth in that way. But we also have the option to give birth in the wild. And that is the difference between then and now. Our ancestors didn't have the choice. They couldn't go to a hospital even if they wanted to. They, even the idea of a hospital was... Unknown to them. was like, what is a hospital? What is a doctor? This is new to me. But for us, doctors and homeopathic medicine is not known. We know what it means. We know how it works. Most of it, perhaps. Not clearly, but at least we have a general idea of what it means. And we can choose. And that quality is different. Because it's completely different to be able to choose what you want to do. Even if you have available whatever tools you have to you. And in in that moment you choose not to use the tools. And you choose not to ease your way in life. But the quality that it has because you have consciously chosen that is different to not choosing it because you have no idea because you are ignorant of this or that but when you know and you choose to do it it's different and how blessed are we that we can make these choices now when our ancestors couldn't I personally prefer natural births over hospital births, especially because I do believe in the duality of the masculine and feminine energy. And although I do believe that we all, all human beings, have both feminine energies and masculine energies within them, I also feel that most women and most men resonate much more strongly with their respective energy. Women with feminine energy and men with masculine energy. And so, for me, it feels that men doctors and even women doctors at this point are completely disconnected from the actual feminine energies and their flow and the nature of feminine energies. And therefore I cannot connect with these people in the hospitals. They don't understand my opinions on the matter. However, I I gave birth on a birthing center with a midwife in Japan and she and I can completely understand each other in many many ways even though she's still quite mainstream and she still does homeopathic medicine but we still understand each other and my opinions were extremely interesting for her Um, and she delivered both of my children It was quite comfortable. She cooked for me for three days straight and took care of me in the birth uncertainties. It's it's really, really a completely different experience from the hospital because I used to be a um, interpreter. Then I have been present in conversations related to giving birth on a hospital. So I am familiar with the process. And my mother also gave birth on a hospital because at her time, not giving birth in the hospital was not really an option. So, this is something that we have discovered recently, really. So, it's, it's, it's all evolving. It's all, it's all changing and it's so interesting. Anyways, the point is that we have a choice now with the knowledge. And that is the difference between then and now. So, going back to... Respect. So I'm sure you, some of you, might be wondering about my previous comment on respect that has so many layers and it has their respect for yourself first and foremost. And in that layer, we we're talking about respecting yourself and how you feel and what you want. Fight for what you want. And try to obtain what you want in life, what you need to survive, to live. Not to survive really, more to live life and all that it has to offer. Then you have the respect for others, for what they want and what they need. To respect their fight for what they want and what they need. And to try to get what they want and what they need. But then sometimes what you want and what they want and what you need and what they need is opposite to each other. Or even more complicated yet, it's in the way of each other and therefore it's it becomes a conflict. So then you have the respect for yourself to disrespect others and you have also the respect of others to respect themselves and then you have that moment when you can respect others for disrespecting you for respecting themselves and the moments when others need to Respect you for disrespecting them, for respecting yourself. So there's many layers to respect. And all of these layers are intertwined and happening at the same time. And and this is something that we do need to think about when we think about the law, when we think about governance. Because it's not just your needs or just the need of others. And most of the time, all of these needs are not in resonance. However, I believe that over time we can find this moment and this and, and continue to resonate with that moment when our needs and our and the other's needs can be all covered. I have experienced it in my life, especially in the last five years. So, I do feel that it's possible to find these ways, but we do need to transform the way that we govern ourselves. And we do need to really radically start thinking in a different way and start doing things in a different way. And I really don't believe that the solution is or should be to continue giving others the responsibility, the burden, the power of choosing for us. And so we go back to my initial idea of the government app, and I think that it will cover a lot of these issues towards respect that are quite complicated, and I think it's something that we keep discussing and in this point I want to share with you guys a story of um, my brother and I had a big disagreement lately in the past I don't know three years and this this disagreement has been hard for both of us to pass through it to move from it But the last time we talked, we could resolve it a little bit more. And in this conversation, which was the end of our discussion, perhaps, hopefully, or maybe we'll visit it again in the future. But in this conversation, I told him that I wanted to respect him. And I really do want to respect him and his life choices, even if I don't agree with them. And that I am trying to understand that what is happening is out of my control. And to understand as well that perhaps the situations that I'm afraid will happen in the future, and even if they do happen... Are sort of inevitable and that the subjects that I didn't want to put my children's in front of or share with them might sh- come to them anyways even if my brother was not the one to bring those subjects into their lives so I'm trying to respect and understand and My brother said something to me, and I think that this is the exact moment where we really did respect each other. And he told me, well, thank you, I really appreciate that, but I want you to feel free to fight for what you want. And to get upset and angry when something or the subject that you didn't want to be part of your life became part of your life and I want you to feel free to still still fight it and still say no and still be angry and discuss it and we'll discuss it and we'll get into the fight again and we'll we'll do what we need to do but I want you to feel free to to be yourself and in essence that's what I want for him to to be feel free to be himself around me as well Because it's a gift that he has always given me. For me to feel free to be myself. Because even if he hadn't, I would have been myself. Because I respect myself enough to be myself. But he did respect it. And I want him to feel the same way. And he does. And he still is free to be himself and do whatever he wants to do. And I believe that he knows that. But it's nice to know that my intention is the same. My intention is for him to feel that he can be the same, to feel free to be himself. And in this understanding, it was clear to me that it was possible for two people that have very different ideas and needs of life to come to understand each other and accept each other and respect each other from the positive or the negative and to understand through human interactions that sometimes fights will ensue and that sometimes that is what the other person needs and sometimes that is respect I will leave you with that for now if you want me to go deeper into the subject, perhaps you can leave me some questions on the comments below. Or... Yeah, I suppose that's it. Or maybe I will visit the subject in the future by myself if I feel like talking about it again. But I did feel that I should talk about it a little bit more. I hope that it was a little bit clear. If it wasn't, I hope that you feel free to comment on the comment area and let me know if you have any questions on the subject. Alright, have a great day or a great night and see you until next time.